Welcome to Keepers. We're a married couple who went to France for the 2019 World Cup, fell in love with women's soccer, so naturally when the pandemic hit, we started a fantasy league for the NWSL. This is our podcast. I'm Holly Wild. Follow me at Wild Woso. That's wild with an E. And I'm Jared Gilkerson. Find me at Jared underscore radio and follow us at Keepers Podcast. Woohoo! Yeah. New season. <laughs> season two, Jared. Here we are. Ah, feels good, doesn't it? I think so. We'll see. You think so? Yeah. I mean, you're coming off of a title. I am coming off of a title. We'll get spoiler, into that. Spoiler alert. We'll get Thanks into for that. spoiling We already yeah. spoiled it last week. Well. Yeah, it was slightly spoiled. What's up, Keepers Podcast, season two, the uh, Fantasy Women's Soccer Podcast. The. That's it. That's all you need to know. You're in the right place. If you're starting a league, if you're continuing your league, welcome. We're going to give you the tips and tricks, right, Holly? The tippies and trickies? Right. But not today. <laughs> She's rolling it. Not She's what we're rolling. doing today. No, we're not. I don't know where you're going no. with this. I'm going with this saying, hey, if you're here and it's the first time, we're going to give you the tips and tricks to win your league. You know, uh, how you can prepare for your draft upcoming for the regular season. But before that, we've got to get in our time machine and go back and uh, revisit what we did last year. And uh, give out some awards with no slapping. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I feel like that's that's this, uh, uh, up to be totally not relevant, but wow, th- this is relevant. That's relevant. Oh, it's topical. I it, talked about the slap. Oh, right. I totally missed that. Wow. Breezed straight by that. Let's get right into the slap Sorry. news. Slap news. Is this already off the rails? Yeah, it's Who cares? Reels. Um, yeah, we're going to give out some awards. Um, but before we do the 2021 awards, we got a little bit of news. Uh, all injury news. <laughs> so if you were excited about these fantasy players this year. Um, Forget it. Slow your roll. Yeah. Marta suffered a knee ligament injury in the Challenge Cup. Requires surgery. That's kind of TBD if she gets back. Um, I bet she does, but probably will be like late summer. I'm just guessing. It's possible. Uh, She's with a, a lot of mileage, a lot of mileage on her. Like, why rush back with a knee injury? And that's going to be a theme here. Um, Tierna Davidson missing the season with a torn ACL. Uh, and then we've got Lynn Williams out with a knee injury for the season. That's two national teamers out. Two. Big time fantasy players, especially the offensive players in Lynn Williams and then in Marta. And uh Tina Davidson is gonna get you some points too. So that's three big time players that aren't gonna be there. And then um not so negative news, Becky Sauerbrunn. <laughs> she had surgery to repair a torn meniscus, but she says she'll be ready to go by the NWSL regular season in like a month. And then uh, Nadia Nadim, uh, she returned to training without any contact. She hopes to play in matches in May. So I think she'll be back for Louisville. That's great. So that's I'm positive. That she's coming back. Yes, because she's, we'll talk about her later in the show. She's important to the league. And of course, Becky Sauerbrunn is important is important to the league. But I'm really bummed about these players who are out for the year. I mean, we're talking about Lynn Williams, who's a potential, in fantasy world, she's a potential number one. Yeah. 
like always a chance to score, you know, in our league, 300 points is kind of like that superstar level. And, um, and then Tiernan Davidson. I mean, this is, and so a lot, a, a, a lot of the podcasts and articles I've been seeing this week is about, are these players overplayed? Do you have any thoughts on that? Like, I mean, I, I, how the, we were kind of talking off mic about how the season is structured and if it, is it too busy? Yeah, I, I have a hard time with the overplayed thing. I think the answer to that is it depends. I mean, I have an all or nothing mentality. So I want to go hard and then I want to have breaks. Um, I don't think that's the right thing for everyone. I think that you could, you know, maintain at a certain level, making sure that you're getting enough recovery throughout. But I do think that the schedule is problematic. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, you know, why the challenge cup was something that was in replacement of the regular to replace the regular season during the pandemic when we couldn't have a regular season but it's redundant to the regular season we don't need both of them it just doesn't make any sense to me like what yeah i just don't understand like yeah okay we're keeping this alive because we signed three-year sponsor deals or something like what what's the point of this it's just you need to have preseason and then you need to have the regular season, but it's so damn long right now. And it just, I'm not sure that, you know, for a, a young league that's trying to grow its fan base, I, I mean, maybe you can weigh in on this because you, you watch more sports than, than I do, but I would think that you would not want to have such a drawn out season. You'd want to have it be sort of like more of an event if you're trying to grow your fan base, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's is true. Is that fair to say, or is that is is it the opposite true? No, it's fair to say, but it's a different league. So, like, this is like if in the NBA, if the Olympics was still more eyes and ears. So the sport's a little backwards. Like it's it's you know because you still have players that are getting getting paid big money through U.S. Soccer. Are they getting paid? No, they're, are they still paying them? Yes, yeah, so you still have your allocated players who are getting paid by USA Soccer. No, didn't they do no, it with they that get rid the of collective that? bargaining agreement? Well, either way. Players are, as we heard Savannah McCaskill talk about, like the like the reason I'm trying to get back to the national team. You know, you don't hear LeBron James saying like I'm trying to get back to the USA team. It's like, or you know, I'm trying to get there. It's yeah. just not the goal. And so like these players bust their ass for 20 plus games plus playoffs, and then they're playing these international games, and that's where they want to be. So if your goal is to like play that much, like I kind of now I understand why like Rapino's on kind of a you look at her games played and her minutes and it's it's way lower, but she's very effective when she gets in. So I know you're saying like growing the fan base, but it's just weird balance because they probably have to answer to USA Soccer too. Like there's probably a weird balance where the coach of Kansas City is like, oh, I got Sam Mewis. And then Vladko is probably, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing is probably like, hey, sh- she ain't playing 90 minutes this week. And they're probably hearing it. And you don't have to hear that in other sports. You think so? Because Vladko was like, I want to see how people do at the club level. This sure. Year. But they also know that Sam Mewis is coming off a big injury. And it's like, hey, mm. slow your roll. Yeah, okay, fair. So there's probably a lot more ears. It's like, like Tom Brady's only hearing it from like, he's on Tampa Bay. And he plays for the Buccaneers. That's it. Like, that's all he has to do. And, he, and then the team just has to manage it there. LeBron's on the Lakers. He's got a lot of years. Hey, my knee kind of hurts. I'll sit out. But soccer's this weird beast of like, you know, no wonder it's hard to play fantasy some weeks because you and I will look and go. Yeah, the national where the league hell, isn't the end goal. Where's Rapino? The the where's national Lloyd? team Where, is the end goal. Yeah, that's the goal. So it's weird, but you're right. 
And so I was looking at their minutes played. And Lynn Williams last year in the NWSL had over 1,600 minutes. Marta almost had 1,600, just short. And uh, Tierna Davidson had nearly 1,800 minutes. Now, the league, like the big, there's only 16 players I looked at that had over 2,000. And that's a lot. And Sarah Gordon's in there, by the way. Mm -hmm. And she's hurt. Like, we didn't, and that's an injury from a while ago, but she busted up her knee. So, but you look at these national team injuries, because Marta plays for Brazil, and Lynn Williams and Tierna Davidson both play for USA. Um, and Becky, who had her knee scope, plays for USA. And so you have all these teams that are, you're playing nearly 2,000 minutes, and then you're adding on what? How many friendlies per year? A dozen? That Maybe they're not playing in all of them, but you're still playing more than everyone else. So I know a lot of people are saying, cut it back. I think the, I think the big thing to do here is, like you were saying, preseason, no Challenge Cup, couple games, see how you're looking, start playing. And then you don't have to play until the middle of November when it might be snowing in the playoffs. Like, you don't. It's dumb. Soccer yeah. should not be in the snow. I've seen games in the snow. It's fun, great. It's dumb. So you get rid of this Challenge Cup that gets rid of so many minutes, and then, um, and then you give them a real window for the international players. Don't just say, like, we're going to play through it. That's stupid. Because now you're just... If people are going out to an Angel City game and they want to see Kristen Press, and it's like, well, we've decided to play through the uh, this window here, and she's going to miss a couple games. Really? She's going to miss a couple games? Great. She's going to miss almost 10% of the season because you guys decided to play through it? The league should be smarter than that. They should be smarter that. keeps than that. her players healthy. Yeah. So, bummer. Um, that's a lot of big fantasy names, but hopefully, like, uh, Sauerbrunn's healthy and then Nadia will come back. Um, so let's just get into this, Holly. We've got some awards. I don't have award music. What? I, I had award music last year, didn't I? What? You totally see. did. Mm. Didn't didn't we have some sort of terrible mm. music that played under I might have literally it. the entire awards block? I might have it. Let's see if I still have it. Oh, I do. I was, I was gonna Here be we go. No, that's uh, that's that's uh, <laughs> Oh no. That's trouble. Producer fail. Why don't you vamp a little bit as I try to figure this out? Um, okay. Set it up. I'm gonna make fun of you. Okay. I guess uh if you would have put on a shirt with sleeves, maybe you would have been more prepared. I'm channeling my uh <laughs> inner Tyler Lucy. Oh, oh all right. See? Mm. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. That's really I, good I'm, vamping. Good I'm, job. I know. I'm just, I just. Set up uh, the awards. I don't vamp. <laughs> I, I react. It. I've got it here. I'm Charles Barkley. Oh, I here we go. Vamping. I know how to use Come this on. thing. No, you're just going to stop talking? Yeah, I am. This is going to be dead silence. Do something. Uh, you're not prepared. Here we go. Ah. <sighs> Classy. The 2021 Keepers Podcast Fantasy Awards. No slapping. No? <laughs> Don't worry, this won't play under the entire award. So we were giving out the awards from last year. Holly. Yeah. I get the first award. Woohoo! Oh yeah, you do. Why don't I you do. Get into it? I get the first award because I won our fantasy league last congrats, year. Congrats. Thank you very much. I am the champion. I actually really, I would like, I would like to request a "We Are the Champions" sound drop for for next week, since you don't have one prepared for this week. I can give you this in, in celebration. Of, thank you, thank you very much, thank you. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. I emerged victorious. Yeah, yeah Holly, I am the champion. That was a good. Therefore, you should listen to me on this podcast uh, moving forward. Thank you very much. That's true. Um, Jared did win, did win the. Uh, congrats, by the way. Yes. <laughs> Uh, that was a heck oh, of a go. year. It was good playoffs. Here we go. Um, oh, you try to diminish it. Go for it. Go ahead. What was that again? 
Um, no, that was good. It was a good season. Uh, Jared scored nearly 1,900 points. You scored 1,800 points for the year. It was a good season. Um, right. Well, I had the season wrapped up but no, with, with three games left, and so I, I didn't really need to maximize no, it was at that point. A great season. But you were playing for you came it came down you were fourteen and seven. Way to go. Fourteen and seven this year. And I was thirteen and eight. Jeannie was eight and thirteen. And Jason made a little late charge. He was seven and fourteen. Um but uh you had the your team was stacked. Like looking at your last lineup, I mean Rachel Daly, Trinity Rodman, Marta, Jess Fishlock, Mal Pugh, Sophia Huerta, Kaylin Sheridan. I mean, that's a lineup. My team was that stacked. That is a lineup. And I, and, With Megan Klingenberg on the bench. Right. And also Carly Lloyd on the bench, who I think yeah. scored like 28 points in that week. She so did. So I was extremely, I was well, totally stacked. She was great at the end of the year. For your, like for your down the stretch, she mm-hmm. had 27, 28 to end of the year. Yep. She was really the, not holding back, as we all know why. I mean, that was it. Yeah. So congrats. The first uh, Keepers Podcast Fantasy League Championship. We'll get a trophy made for you. I would like a trophy. I feel uh, a little bit... Slighted? Yes, that there is no trophy. I, oh. I think that there should be a plaque. Well, the loser buy it. On the wall. So Jason has to buy it. Jason, right. buy Jason, the trophy. Jason, I'm expecting my plaque. I'm going to hang on. I, I feel like I need to, it needs to hang on the wall with my name all year long. Oh, you want a plaque and a trophy? I want a plaque, not a trophy. <laughs> the 2021 <laughs> Fantasy Awards. What is this Groundhog Day? <laughs> Let's get into it. All right. Uh, you want to start with the big, the big one? Yes. Let's start, let's start up top. How about we? We'll start with you because okay, you are the keepers MVP. Who was the fantasy MVP for you last year? For me, it was Jess Fishlock Whoa. on the OL Reign. Yes. So mirror image of the real MVP, the yes. league MVP. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if you if she played a full season, uh, and if you look at, you know, so she was great for fantasy, and if you look at. You know, since since we started keeping track of her, she was averaging 17 points per game, and that's huge. It's and it was consistent. It wasn't like volatile. So to me, I mean, I, she was a, a monster on offense for me, and and an anchor of my team. So she's my MVP. She was right there for me. She was my number two. Okay. I went with Trinity Rodman. Mm. Both on your team. She was 13th in minutes played as a rookie. 280 points for our league this year, which is when you're when you're flirting around 300, like that's legit. Yeah. I mean, now we don't know what Fishlock scored because it was 170 in half a year. Right. Chances so if you, are, if you, I looked at her beginning of the year. It wasn't as it wasn't as good, but she's probably around that 300 mark. Yeah. I mean, if you average that yeah. out over. Yeah. She's right there. It, yeah. Um, I Robin was clutch. If you had her in the last three weeks, 32, 26, 19, reliable and solid the entire year. Absolutely. But I had to give this award to a player who played the majority of the games. Um, I couldn't justify a fantasy MVP to someone who played a significant time away for a national team. Like, it was tempting to be like, hey, Haran, she's great. Huge points, but you just can't. And I had Jess Fislock as a close second. But I thought Rodman was more consistent all year. I really I really do. But, I mean, it's, we're literally, like, this is the smallest sliver of of a, of a, of a, you can't go wrong with either player. Yeah. Uh, the next award overachiever of the year. I had CC Kaiser. She scored 173 points on a bad Louisville squad. Now, not as bad as KC, but they weren't bad. A lot of people say that for an expansion team, they were pretty decent, but they were thin. 
they were thin. But 173 points, um, she, so she, in, in my book, looking at our four-team league, she still managed to be a week-to-week starter. She averaged 14 points per week in her final seven games. If you have some, that's guaranteed starter. Like, you're putting that person in. And um, so that strong finish is she completely stole this award for me. What about you? Uh, my overachiever is Trinity Rodman. Okay, As yeah, a rookie, right. she led the league in assists. She, oh, yeah. she scored seven assists. She also scored seven goals, and she had 36 shots on goal. She was a huge points generator for me week to week, as you pointed out in, in our previous award. Yeah. And I just think, you know, I mean, she was, a, she was an unknown coming into this, this fantasy year, and she really paid off for me. They really need, like, you cannot lose her. Now, they paid her a ton this offseason. Yes, they did. Um, Good for her. They need to stay. She needs to stay in this league. We've had a lot of stars either get injured or leave this league this season or last. And there's still plenty that are back, like Kristen Press. But, like, man, we're talking 15 years here of Huge fan star. favorite already. I mean, yes. when we went to see the She Believes Cup. Oh, yeah in Carson and and she was warming up on the sidelines. She was the one that the fans were yelling at and cheering for and waving at mm-hmm. Rodman. Yeah, she's hugely popular yeah. and for good reason. Uh, the Where Did They Go Award? Oh, no, Underachiever. Oh, sorry. Did I skip one? Yeah. Oh I, yeah, sorry, I, I, Underachiever, go ahead. I gotta throw shade on my Underachiever who is Taylor Korniak. No. Uh, yeah, I think that she, you know, coming off an injury from last year, Big hopes for her this year. She started out strong, and then she just uh, didn't produce. I mean, she was averaging single digits over the course of the season per week in terms of fantasy points generated, and I just think that she had a lot more potential than that. It's a bummer. Hopefully, she, she'll she probably bounce back up in San Diego, staying with Alex Morgan down there. A little famili- familiarity. Uh, I had Shea Groom. Like the star, one of the stars of the 2020 Challenge Cup in the pandemic. I remember watching that team. They won the whole thing. I'm like, oh my God, Daly and Groom, this is a great combo. And then she only scored 138 points the whole season. Only three goals, two assists, and nine shots on goal for a forward the whole season? She's midfield. Oh, no. Did I just? No. Yeah. I thought she played for it. No. You know? Should I just go to the awesome NWSL website to see <laughs> what she's listed as? She's probably listed as a goalie on this thing. <laughs> Let's see. You're right. She's a midfielder. Either way, nine shots on goal for a star midfielder. Still not good. Um, second in the league in fouls committed and tied for third in yellow cards. Yeah. If you're going to play that physically and be that hard, because she's hard, then you got to have something back for it. Yeah. Because Rodman led the league in fouls committed, but she's the bomb and she kicks ass out there. Shea Groom needs to bounce back because I really love her. I love watching her play. She's, I love her tenacity and toughness, but let's yeah, I mean, she brings an element of excitement yeah. to watching the game. Yeah, but I want to see some more at her. Um, the where did they go award? Yeah. Okay, well, I'm just going to mirror. I have Taylor Korniak because <laughs> she averaged 13.25 points in the first eight games and she was on Jason's team in our league and that was steady. That's like, okay, I got someone who I can put out there every week. Afterwards, you ready for this streak? Five, four, six, negative one, one, four, two, 15, four, four, zero, zero, six, zero. Horrible. I love, she's great on the inside. She's towering over everybody. I think she's six, one. Um, She's great. If you can just get someone, I I just, I don't know what she's going to need. I think Orlando was kind of fizzling out. 
They didn't have a lot of Alex Morgan this year. Sidney LaRue was doing everything on that squad. And then they fizzled out as a team. So she kind of mirrored. Yeah. The whole team went downhill. Yeah. Everyone that was on that team went down. Harris, everybody. So I think getting somewhere new is going to be good for her. So who did you have for the Where Did They Go Award? I had Savannah McCaskill. Like Shea Groom, this is another person that was really big in 2020, made a made a big name for herself, you know, really got on my radar um, as a as a as a playmaker, as as someone who you know was was a key person. And I, we didn't even draft her. I'm looking back at I don't think she was ever on a roster. I don't picked think she was ever. ever rostered in our league. According, well, she should have been records. rostered for some teams in our league. Yeah, well, maybe that would have helped. Uh, Jason looking at you, but, whoa, whoa. but I don't think that she would have helped him that much because, you know, she produced two goals, three assists and 17 shots over the entire season. I like her for LA this year though. For yes, sure. absolutely. Great. Yeah. Get on a new squad. I do. I think I that she's going to have, I mean, she's already scored this season yep. in, in, in the challenge cup, you know, so she's at 50% of her goal scoring total already last year when the season hasn't started yet. I like her a lot. Yeah. I liked her a lot when we first started watching the league. Remember that? She was on, what team was she on when we first started watching? Chicago. Yeah. And yeah. like, I think it was one of the first games we had them on. We were like up north in wine country and we had a game on and we just kept hearing McCaskill, McCaskill. She was everywhere. Yeah. So she feeds the ball pretty well. Hopefully her and Press get a little connection this year. And the next is the Don't F With Me Award. I've got, um, is it okay if I have four people? <laughs> <laughs> I did the Holly. I did four. I four. All right. Fire away. No, you're, I think you're first on this, aren't you? All right. All right. Yeah, well, it's you. I, I went a little off pissed on this one. I've off got pissed. I've got. What does that mean? That's a little skiing term for you. I like that. All right, it means when you jump the rope. Uh, I've got Sam Kerr uh, in the Chelsea Juventus Champions League. Oh man, game going out of the league for body checking. Oh shit! The fan that jumped on right. the pitch and acted a fool, and security was nowhere to be found, and she took him down. Wow. Good on you, Sam Kerr. Okay, I'm going to fly through these. Shea Groom, back in my list, went chest to chest in your face with a goalie last year. Look it up. I, I forget which goalie it was, but literally in the goalie's face. Uh, Madison Pogart. Pogarch or Pogark? I'm forgetting. I'm sorry, Madison. Um, during that Morgan Weaver, Kristen Edmonds fight, remember that? The big yeah, fight? oh yeah. Um, she was the first player who came in she played for Port she plays for Portland. She came in and pushed Crispin Edmonds, like, get the hell out of my way. You're not messing with Weaver. So anytime you have a player that defends someone right away, I love that. I, Me too. You, you could do the opposite. You ever heard that story about uh, Robert Parrish for the uh Celtics when Larry Bird was talking so much trash? He got in a fight with Dr. J and he didn't come to his defense. And he's always said, Yeah, Larry took it over the line. I wasn't gonna defend him. He deserved that ass whooping. <laughs> wow. So yeah, it was a great line. But I love to see when players come and defend other players. It's great. I have Courtney Peterson. Who had on my squad last year a bunch of uh, anybody who plays a chunk of the season with their arm in a cast automatically makes my don't f with me list and then denise o'sullivan who all five foot four of her led the league in tackles one with 49 last year nice. she's like purely irish tough i love watching her play love watching her play. I love watching her play that was another one of those original players remember we watched those early yeah. courage games yeah and we saw her playing and we're like oh we really like her like she's really tough out there and fun to watch yeah absolutely. so uh, hopefully they bounce back this year who do you have uh, for rookie of the year. <laughs> I mean, it's a no brainer, <laughs> right? right? It's Rodman. Yeah, Rodman. 280 points on the year, averaging 14.7 points per game. You know, yeah. of the people that played f a full season, that's the second highest point per game average, according to 
our stat sheet. So yeah, I'm with you there. That's an easy one. No brainer. Um, okay. Next is the, as I lose my notes, uh, next is the best villain or Commodus award. (laughs) So for me, that award went to Shea Groom, as you said, Ah. going chest to chest with a goalie, having arguably the most attitude of any player on the pitch and, and being third in the league with yellow cards. Isn't it funny? Cause she could be the, we either ne- our next one is the best hero and she could be that as well. Depending on how you look at it, All right. she plays for your team, but I'm going with uh, Kristen Edmonds. So I went pure villain. Mm. So I think she Strong was definitely choice. the instigator in my mind. They both got reds of course, but I think she was the instigator in that Morgan Weaver fight. hundred percent. And then slap pushing Weaver's face, you know, pulling a Will Smith and then is the ultimate Commodus move. Didn't he slap someone with a glove? He should have, yeah. I don't know. He should have. Joaquin should have slapped somebody with a glove. I don't know. (laughs) I think you're mixing that up with like the Middle Ages. Last duel. As opposed to the Roman era. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I got my uh, errors. You got your Ridley Scott movies confused. Ah, It was not the great. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Okay. What's the industrial age? (laughs) Getting my ages mixed up. (laughs) What are you even talking about? The Bible? Is anyone out of the Bible slap anyone with the glove? Gatsby, the Gilded Age? Where, where are we going with this? About. Maximus okay. Award, the best hero. Sweet. Who do you got? I All have right. two. Can I do that again? Yes, because I have two. <laughs> okay. I took a little bit. Of, I took a little bit of a different tact with this. That's a good word. Um, but my hero award, my Maximus Award, goes to Megan Rapinoe and Alex Morgan, because to me, Maximus is a character who does the right thing regardless of personal cost and and uh, sticks up for the people that need it most and lives by their own personal code. And so Alex Morgan, with the, the way that she helped her colleagues and the way that she publicized and, and wouldn't let get swept under the rug the, uh, the issues with sexual coercion and emotional abuse and, and accusations against Paul Riley, the former Carolina and Thorns coach, deserves the Maximus Award. And Rapino's response for publicly saying, you know, this is men protecting men who are obviously abusing women, burn it down. That was good. Also deserves the Maximus Award. Plus the work that they're doing for equal pay for women in this field. Well done. Well done. Well done. Mm-hmm. That is a true Maximus move. Uh, mine was uh, Ashlyn Harris because I said, "Who saves three penalties?" Love it? Question mark. Love it. Yeah. Heroes. That's who. <laughs> uh, tattoos, <laughs> hair, style, flair, attitude, and her big game. Yeah, that's a. Hero. Are you not entertained? Is she not a hero? Like that's action figure. Like if if I had a starting lineup, like when I had a kid, like and if I if I I want I want a diving save starting lineup, I'm aging myself of Ashlyn Harris. Uh, and then I had Rachel Daly because. I don't have there's I don't have the numbers. I'm not doing that much leg work. But it seemed like at the end of every game when it was crunch time, she would come through with a big assist or a big pass or a big goal and she's the hero that you want. And it's like it's it's been flowing since the 2020 Challenge Cup. She's a game changer. Like, for that sure. team is ups and downs. It's a roller coaster there, but she's that consistent like when she's playing and she's not injured because I know she's battle injuries too, but she's a hero. She's a hero for that team. So that's mine. Uh mine's uh, next is the out of left field award. This is kind of um, someone who surprised you this year. It's it's a little bit of an over, it's kind of an overachiever. Um, you're giving me a puzzlement. 
a puzzled look. Because I cannot read what I wrote here. That's coming from our champion, everybody. Um, a champion who cannot read. Um, so let's go with the, the, the out of left field award. I have Caprice Didasco. All right. Uh, scored 138 points in half the season. Uh, and I, she was my defender when I could, you know, when I could play her, I played her because she was great. Um, she became a top five defender, you know, as soon as that week I picked her up, I think it was like week eight or nine. Yeah. And she scored 10 or more points in seven of the last 11 games. Um, it played over 2000 minutes. So there's a gamer there. Uh, only 16 players played 2000 plus minutes. Uh, so if you're playing fantasy soccer, you want someone who's playing that many minutes and that well defensively. So who'd you got? Who'd you got? I got Fishlock again. I had to double down on her because I didn't expect her to carry my fantasy team in the way that she did. So that was a, you know, that was coming from left field for me. I was looking for someone who was going to be a regular producer, but uh, what I got was a superstar. I'm so, so what if, okay, am I blowing anything here? If I talk about Casey Murphy, do you have her on your list anywhere? Because I feel I do, like, I do. okay, then well, we'll come back to it then. Okay. Um, then uh, how about the uh, hung on to them too long award, Holly? <laughs> I hung on to Sam Mewis way too long. Well, I drafted her. That's hard to do. To Banking on the fact that she was coming back to North Carolina and was really going to produce. Uh, she played in week one in total in week three and four. She got me 10 points across the two, two. Uh, she played again in week six and seven, and then I had her on my bench doing nothing and producing zero points. She was either on my bench or on my injured reserve until week 16 when I finally dropped her. Mm. And then, I don't, did I pick her up? <laughs> Probably. I try to mop up everyone that you drop. That's Back true. To, I did pick up, oh no, it's Christy Mewis. Sorry, Christy Mewis, sorry. Um... I had Sophie Schmidt just because in real life, Sophie Schmidt was on Jason's team all year. She had 106 points. Now listen, I'm not taking, we're not taking shots at players. This is a fancy podcast. We're going to say who's playing well and who's not and whatever, but we love this game, but she's not elite. You know, she's not a great player for fantasy. I'd love to have her on my team. Would love to have her on uh, uh, ACFC right now. Yeah, 100%. She played 18 games and started 17, but didn't score and had only two shots on goal. So I think maybe she has an increased role now that Christy Mewis is, has left and gone to Gotham. I don't know how it's going to end up because I think Sophie Schmidt... She just a, didn't produce she's a talent. in 2021. I had her on my fantasy roster in 2020 and she was good for me. Can I say something right now? What? I think Houston, I'm sorry, they might be the worst coach team in the, in the NWSL. Hmm. I don't know. I lost a lot of games hmm. and like Arguable. they blew leads last year. Um, now we saw them come back this year in the challenge cup, but this is all about last year. They blew big leads last year. Couldn't close out games. And whenever I see teams that can't close out games, I think maybe coaching. Um, Cause they have a lot of talent and they did. And now losing Christy Mews, I don't know what they're going to look like. Um, this is a little one just called the uh, fantasy top five. What is rapid fire? Uh, is, I guess this is me. So my fantasy top five this year was Rodman, Sophia Smith, Jess Fishlock, Megan Klingenberg, and uh, Murphy in goal. That's my that's my fan. I did I did it, you know, three offensive, wow. a defense, and a, and a goalie. I can't count. What did you do? Put eight? No, but I put seven. Like that's it was fine. a full give me like your a full well, fantasy that's fine, roster. Like fine because we did like start seven. Team. Give me your fantasy seven. 
All right. So I had Rodman, Fishlock, LaRue, Pugh, and Sophia Smith yeah. as my five offense. Uh, four of those being people who played, you know, fully the whole season. And then Sophia Smith just being an outstanding producer. Um, defense, Didasco. And in goal, I had Murph. Wait, did you have Klingenberg? No, I went with Didasco because I just... I mean, I had Klingenberg all year and I yeah, loved her, but great. I looked at the stats and I think Didasco just edged her out a little bit. I mean, Klingenberg's in her terms two, of 231 points for the year. Um, now, if you're looking at average week to week, but like, man, I mean, Klingenberg, yeah, that's tough. I can't sit Klingenberg. How, <laughs> the clean sheet, like just already the Portland throwing up clean sheets. That's fair. That's true. But she I'll take Didasco because she, she was on my squad. She so points for clean sheets. I did something right. Um, yeah. so we've got next, the um, oh yeah, I like this award. Um, this is the, I'm a top 10 player if I'm on a different team award. Who you got? Ah, oh, man, I had, I had three people in mind, not but seven? I went with, not seven, <laughs> I went with Bethany Balser. Oh. Because she had to play on OL Reign last year behind a rotating crew of Lesomer, Marjan, Rapino, Huerta, and Sierra King. And whenever she was starting- She's so good. Yeah, whenever she was starting, um, she was unbelievably productive, but she just didn't get like all the minutes all the time. Ooh, we're gonna come back around to this. All right. But I like that one. You said you had three? Well, that, I, I chose her. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I did have two. <laughs> Legit. <laughs> I had uh, Jess McDonald. She scored 195 points last year in our league, uh, but she could flirt with 300 in Louisville. I really do think that because I think the courage, um, they looked okay at the beginning. And then at the end of the year, they, they kind of did the Orlando thing where they just fell flat. Like they ran, they they just fell flat and yeah. couldn't perform. Yeah. And I think now with her, uh, I think and now yeah, Lynn Williams hurt. I wouldn't, I think she could play better with Lynn Williams in there, but We've already seen Jess McDonald score. Lou Williams plays for Kansas. I'm an asshole. So uh, forget about it. I mixed up my two new teams there. Thank you for that. But uh, we've already seen Jess McDonald score in the Challenge Cup this year and look strong. Mm -hmm. um, and my other one is uh, Simone Charlie. So I yep. think she was buried on a stacked Portland team. Buried. Like, I don't need to I go over all the team, all the both players. Charlie and Weaver yeah. as my my other two that were tied Perfect. for a second. So you that. know everything I'm talking about. Yeah, I absolutely. Mean, she battled injuries too, and she only scored 111 points. But that we're not, you know. So when she was in, season. she was effective. She she's going to be in LA. Yeah, she was productive. She's going to be productive, and she's going to play. She's got to stay healthy. Um, the next one is the achievement, best achievement in sound. Uh, Holly. Oh no, it's me. Yeah, it's you. I had two. Uh, go watch any pregame huddle with Megan Klingenberg. <sighs> Such a good call. Then you're good. Such a good call. And then I've got, uh, on a more serious note, Nadia Nadim hearing about her. I didn't know her incredible story about being a refugee from Afghanistan, you know, and fleeing the country when she was a kid. And um, her, I mean, it's a pretty powerful quote. She says, I'm actually the picture of everything the Taliban don't want their women to be. Really powerful quote. Like, holy shit, when you hear someone say that. Um, and then just a side note, this is not a sound, but then, oh yeah, I became a doctor too. <laughs> so like, like, right. I don't like, but like her, read her powerful story. Which only proves her point. That, yeah, right. Yeah, right. There you go. Yeah. So read her story. It's great. Who do you have? Uh, I've got any tweet that Megan Rapinoe put out that's trash talking. My favorite one was, uh, you know, 
saying what's up to the Gotham, New York, New Jersey, Sky Blue. Oh, that was good. That was good. Yeah. I like that. I forgot about that. Ah, oh, she's great. That's what, and that just brings me, I did it last year. I was like, this, we need more players like that. More. Yeah. G- give me more. Fashion fantasy draft. A lot of teams are doing the whole, like, I love it. I love watching the pre, like what they show up to in the stadium. Yeah. Like, who do you got? Gotham. Yeah. Yeah. Their, their, their Instagram is the best for, for their pregame gear. Mine, it was a tie between the dash and Gotham because like groom, they did so much groom, like showing up this year. She just like, she owned it. Uh, but the whole team, like it, the whole way it's run their, their, their Instagram for that team. And then Gotham's was amazing. I'm right with you with, it's a tie. Um, and then I had like a, just a little nugget who was kind of a surprising was OL rain. Like OL rain had a really good, uh, showing up to the stadium. Like I look badass. Um, so they're going to be right there this year. They got some stuff like I love what they're doing. Cause not a lot of sports do that. Like we're seeing the NBA do that a lot now too. Like they don't even know they're doing it, but like, Hey, Russell Westbrook showing up. Like who, who are you wearing? They know they're doing like, it. They're all doing it. They're, they're, they're making the walk yeah, they, from d- down the tunnel. But the thing is the, the team doesn't embrace it on like the Instagram as much. And that's why I like what they're doing. In the yeah. NBA that's a missed opportunity for the NBA. Yeah. I mean, I guess NWSL is leading the way. They are. Uh, next is the, why am I not starting every week award? Um, this is you. Well, for me, it was, why didn't I start her at the end of the season? Hmm. Because after I had locked up the season, oh. I just didn't really mix and match on my team. And I had Lloyd on the bench. Uh, and then I should have been starting her because she produced. I mean, she, you know, I had like someone who scored zero, I think, in one of my last games. And Carly's put up 27 and 28 points in her last two weeks. I'm glad you took it that way because I took it as a not a, not a fantasy owner as we are, I took it as a coach in, in the league. Oh, actual. So I'm going back to your Bethany Balser. It kind of goes back to that. Yeah. Obviously a difference maker. Scored nine goals, took 40 shots, 22 on goal, but only played 1,200 minutes, just, just over 1,200 minutes. 13 starts in 24 games, like you were saying. Like, right. So I know you have to be cognizant of player minutes. We just talked about that. Now, maybe it's she's better when she's not pushing 2,000 minutes. Maybe when you're, you're getting the best. And it's and so I don't know. No, I just but think she was competing with see, Yes, when I see that's, someone that's not starting 11 games, I think that's just a little light. She should be at least starting like three more games that year. Like, get that thing to 16. Get your minutes near 1,500. That's what I want to see. Um, the last is going to warm my WrestleMania heart because it is WrestleMania weekend. And so mm. for all the crossover of wrestling fans and NWSL fans, all two of you that are listening right now, this last one is called the Intercontinental <laughs> Championship Belt Award. <laughs> I just oh, wow. Yeah. Right, and should I explain how this works? That. Just really quick. If you you're should. a wrestling fan, basically you have like the champ champ. You know, you've got Charlotte Flair. She's like the champ. Um, and then you have your... Uh, people who are contending for that title. So in the NWCL, you've got like what? You've got Lynn Williams up there. You've got Trinity Rodman. You've got uh, Jess Fishlock. you got all these right there, right there, 300 points. But then you got this lower rung of these players that are, hey, I could see them in a year really competing for the title, or I could see this person as a perennial B-plus person, and they're going to have the Intercontinental title forever. But you've got to get past them. Who do you have as your IC champ? I, I have... Kristen Hamilton from Kansas City oh, shit. with the Intercontinental Belt. 
Why? I just think that she's a perennial. Right? That's a great. Right there. That is a great choice. Now, I, you just, I just had like a moment thinking about her game because I had her. She bounced around on like two different teams in our league last year. Mm -hmm. And she was at like steady like, well, I could start Hamilton. She's just there. Yeah. Like, and she scored this year in Challenge Cup. She's a legit star, but maybe not ever going to break through. It's right. like that A plus. Yeah. That's a great choice. Exactly. She's like a perennial honky tonk man. Yeah. <laughs> Kristen, I'm sorry. You will be the honky tonk man, the honky tonk woman all year. Um, you ready? I have three players, and I have oh something boy. to say. Uh, my first one is Ashley Hatch. Led Ooh. the league in goals last season with 11. I thought about giving her the belt. She's playing out of her mind right now, but I'm not sure she's ever going to be an A-side player. Now, this is no hate. It, and you know me best, We, we know how much you love the I hatch I love attack. the hatch attack. Yeah. You know, there open the hatch. So, oh, no. Um, oh, no. Uh, she, but she's one of the best finishers in the league. And she knows where to be. She has a knack for the ball. And she knows how to finish. She scored 205 points in our league. But that was as a peak player all year, leading the league in goals. So I don't know which. It's kind of TBD if she's going to get beyond that. But it just feels like that might be the best season she's ever going to put on paper. I think if she wants to be the champ or if she wants to get past this intercontinental championship, she needs to raise the assist numbers. I know she's a pure attacker. It's not what she does, but just to get a couple a season and also her goals outside the box. She had one, one. Um, so she's not a threat anywhere out there. She's, you know, she's, a, she gets balls on the rebound or she gets a deflection, which she's great at. But I think to be a top-notch player, you got to do just a, a tad more. Sydney LaRue, another mm, player played out pick. of her mind. Like, top of the mountain last year. Like, she was my mid-season MVP. And then the numbers just fell off, as we talked about with Orlando. But she's a hell of a player. I think she can be consistently that B-plus range. But if she stays in Orlando, there's your problem. I don't. I think while they're rebuilding and then Alex Morgan leaving, I don't think you're going to see LaRue put up those kinds of numbers anymore. I would love to see her on, like, Louisville. You know, I don't know why. I just think that she would be really, yeah, really fun up, that. The, up front yeah, yeah, there in yeah, Louisville. Yeah. yeah, I like um, that. But, I mean, come on, last year, eight goals, 47 shots. That's, you know, over two a game, 26 on goal. It's going to be hard to duplicate that. Now, here's my last one. I will stop after this. But this is the one player who I think is that icy chant that everyone goes, ooh, next year, title match for this one. Pew. Yeah. Mallory Pew. Yeah. She's a star in the making. Um, what am I, I can't read my own handwriting. Oh, um, uh, who's not? <laughs> oh, of the three, now? I I think she has the highest potential of the three I picked, and she was picked up in week eight of our league. Somehow she made it that far. I think maybe she battled injuries or uh, with international stuff too. Um, but from week eight and then until week twenty one, which is our last week, she only had two weeks where she didn't score at least double digits. Yeah, she's quickly becoming the leader in Chicago. You know, last year everyone got oh, okay, Leah Watt. You know, you weren't sure. It's kind of like, but she's completely skyrocketed ahead. Um, and she could flirt with 300 fantasy points this year. And she's would make it would make her elite. Yeah. She's a pure attacker, but she can also get assists. She had four assists last year. So she's that attacker I was talking about with Hatch, but she also added the assist. Um, she only had four goals, but she was getting a lot of shots off. And a lot of that came at the end. Like, look at her last half of the year. Like, it's, it's the whole reason she was picked up late. She has superstar potential. And she picked her up late. Was that you? I did. Okay, great. There's yes. my intercontinental uh, players. All right. Yeah. Strong choices. Yeah. Strong choices. Before we wrap this up, I yeah. just want to, because we, we kind of glossed over this, but I, I want to- championship? I want to shout out the awesomeness. 
No, I think we gave that <laughs> enough airtime. But okay. if you want to revisit yeah. my Rewind championship, it. we can definitely do that because I I feel it's yeah. it's warranted. It is. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted I wanted to just talk a little bit about the awesomeness of Casey Murphy as North Carolina's goalie. Oh yeah, her performance went won her a spot on the national team. Um, she led the league in saves with 109, and she had 11 clean sheets. It's an amazing year for her. She was excellent for me on my fantasy team. I think she was your midseason MVP too, and then it just a little bit teetered. I mean, because look at that. Stuff. No, I kept her all the way, and then I just I just dropped her at the end based yeah, and on her, her lineups, and picked yeah. up Sheridan instead based on the lineups that they were playing right at the end. Yeah. Yeah. Because because North Carolina kind of was your MVP. Then you pick her midseason as the fantasy MVP. I think you did. Remember Maybe the midseason awards. Yeah, 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 that sounds right. Yeah, so yeah. I think you did. So there you go. So, man, that was just <sighs> all right. Another excellent 2021 Hall of Fame. <laughs> Working out the kinks in our first episode of season two. No kinks. Zero kinks. A plus show. <laughs> Zero kinks. A plus show. I want to wear the champions drop next week. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was fun. Um, next week, people. Excuse me. Next time, do you think the hurdles could be a little bit taller for some of our uh, taller athletes, please? I want to mobilize my hips as well. That was a total uh, mistake drop, but I just ran with it because um, it was amazing. But um, <laughs> next week. And the weeks that follow, yeah. you're going to be getting a lot of draft prep. Next week, we're going to talk trades and expansion. We're going to talk the uh, the 2022 draft. We're going to talk updated rosters and what we're most excited about. And then we're going to move into who you should be drafting. Yeah. In the Can't following wait. weeks. Yeah, because our real draft's like in literally like three and a half weeks. Yeah. So we're going to get you prepped, everyone. So until then, have a good week. Enjoy the games. Enjoy the games.